What is up, everybody? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. I'm here with doing? my co-host, Michael. How you doing, Mickey? Yes, sir. I'm doing good, man. What's up? Keeping warm? Yes, sir, man. Always. <laughs> I feel like we haven't even caught up in a while. We're like catching up on this podcast. Low-key, man. Low-key, man. <laughs> uh, man, Minnesota is tragic. It just keeps snowing. Uh, the weather isn't cooperative. It's like one day it's 40 degrees. The next day it's like 18 degrees. I'm just yeah. trying to keep it together. Mm-hmm. But spring is around the corner, right? Yes, it is. Yes, I've it seen is, your man. snatch stories. You yes, see birds is, and everything. The, the birds are coming back by, by, the, by the thousands. Um, <laughs> if, the, if, if the animals can sense it, I trust it, man. I trust it. God, God gave them, you know, the intuition that, that we don't there have. You, you know? Yeah. We, can, we, can't, we can't trust Channel 5 all the time. No, but, you know, not at we, all. Can, we can trust the birds, bro. Not, there you go. There you go, man. Well spoken. Come on. I'm, I'm excited about today's episode. I know I say that every episode, but really there's always something to be excited about. Uh, man, I'm just excited for this season altogether. But today is going to be special. We're going to be uh, talking a little bit about culture and music mm-hmm. and how that works as a Christian. Mm-hmm. I know growing up as an Abisha, as an Ethiopian, uh, music, if it wasn't Hillsong, was from the devil. <laughs> if it wasn't worship, if it, was, if it wasn't Carrie Job, if it wasn't Jesus culture, you uh, you were going to hell. And mm-hmm. so, um, but things have changed. The theology has grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Praise God. Amen, man. We need that theology. <laughs> the right theology. I always tell uh, my youth and young adult, we need the correct picture of God because when we have the correct picture of God, we will have a correct picture of life. And so um, I'm excited about today's topic because it is a hot topic. Um, you know, we're going to be dealing with an artist um, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm Mickey's going to introduce him really. But uh, Mickey, how you feel about today's episode and just the topic and the sensitivity that comes with it? <laughs> Man, I'm, 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 ex- I'm excited, but um, even especially, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Say it with your chest. Say it with my chest, man. Uh, especially um, with, with with who we're conversing with today, because uh, because of yeah. uh, who he is, what he does, uh, and the spaces that he navigates through. Yeah, you know, and and, and they're <clears throat> excuse me, they're places that that we love, that we uh, have benefited from, and that we have uh, have been impacted by um, heavily. Yeah. Um, I know, for, at least for, for me and you uh, in particular, but um, yeah. I know for a lot of believers around around the country, around the world even. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to hear um, his take um, from his angles. Yeah, I you mean, know? some of you may not know him, some of you may, but you definitely know who he works for, definitely know who he works with. Uh, who You've he, heard his stuff. You've definitely heard his stuff. Yeah. Um, and so he's been on Jimmy Fallon. Right, yep, he's been on Good Morning America. Come on, he's been all over. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, I'm just like excited that he's a believer, um, and he's a brother. Yeah. Um, and so we're excited to get insight from him and how to navigate these spaces and glorify God because, um, as we shape the culture, pun intended, mm-hmm. um, we we want we want a culture that honors God but isn't afraid of culture. And right. I think a lot of the times, like we've demonized culture. Um, but I don't think that's the way it works. We're called to culture, to redeem culture. And uh, music is just one aspect of culture, and I'm excited about this brother doing that. And so I'm excited. Mickey, you ready? Yes, sir. Let's get into it, man. All right. All right, so guys, we have a, a very special uh, guest here uh, with us. Um, we thank we thank him, and we're, we're, we're very glad to, to have his time and uh, to have his thoughts. Yeah. Um, you guys, like we said earlier, um, if you don't know him by name, you probably know him by sound, all right? And so uh, we just want to welcome DJ Promo uh, to the table, and uh, welcome, man. How you, how you doing today, man? Good. Doing good, man. I'm 
up, the sun's out. Good day. There you go, man. Bless, bro. Bless. All right, man. Uh, so let's just let's just just jump into it. Um, so j- just first question. Uh, uh, so you are a believer in Christ, um, but could you, could you give us a little bit of like a, a backstory of uh, maybe where you're from and, and, and how you how, how did you even come to Christ? Uh, what was that journey like for you, man? Yeah, I'm from a town in Texas called San Angelo, okay. and it's in the middle of Texas, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's like <laughs> right in the center of Texas. Like, there's nothing out there but that city. Um, <laughs> And let's see, I was, um, yeah, I, I, I guess like growing up, there was, you know, in the South, well, Texas ain't really the South, but growing up like in what they would call, I guess, the Bible Belt, it's mm-hmm. like you're going to experience some form of church. So like my grandma, uh, she was, uh, would take us like to Catholic church and um, I went on a couple things in junior high, like somebody invited me to um, some like church events in the summer. Um, but I didn't really have any connection with church and, um, you know, my dad, he, uh, he was in and out of jail. He was in prison Mm. a few times. Like, so I didn't grow up in like a church environment. Um, Mm. and it wasn't until after high school that like, uh, like my family started going to church and, you know, it was like a new thing and I was trying to understand it. And, um, it took a long time for it to like make sense because I didn't have, you know, any kind of faith as far as like, mm. how do you believe in something you can't see? Like I was right. just like, this makes no sense. Like right. if right. I can't prove it, then, you know, then how do I believe in that? There's, and nobody can give that to me. I don't understand. So right. it wasn't until I could prove that it was real and I could see like proof. It was like, you know, if I would go to church and they would say something and I would be like, okay, is this right or wrong? Like, I don't, how do you just expect me to believe this? I would, you know, put it to the test. I'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. you're saying I shouldn't be sleeping around with girls. So let me go and not do that and see how that <laughs> works. And then I'd be like, wow, that was actually, that worked. Like, that was amazing. You know, it's like, so it was like, I would just keep, yeah, it was like, I would just keep testing it like and yeah so once I could once it was like like God was just showing me like yo this is this is real these people Mm. the the life they're living this is definitely a better way to live than what you're experiencing and so um yeah that's just kind of how you know I and I actually didn't uh you know get you know whatever they say that get saved in a typical way it was like okay uh, I was at church, and, you know, I had always thought about it, like, oh, man, I should go up to the altar, and someone should pray for me, and, right. you know, maybe today, but it yeah. was like, I just never did it, and then some old man told me, you know, it's not about um, how you feel, it's not about that, it's about, mm. you know, what's right That's and what's good. wrong, you know, it's like, if you're supposed to do something, you do it, if, you know, and I was like, huh, so we went to the movies later that day and saw... Uh, stigmata <laughs> it's like crazy movie just about like all this weird you know stuff and uh yeah in that movie though it was like yo like this is real mm. like there's something i don't know about like there's something <laughs> like deeper than what i know and yeah. it's actually real and that's when i was like 
do it. So I just told my friend next to me, like, hey, all this stuff I'm doing, DJing, graffiti art, all this stuff, like, I want to do it, like, but for God. Like, That's and good. ever since that day, it was like, that was it. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm never looking back. <laughs> but it was in a movie theater, so. Man, so 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 how 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 long how long did did that process like go for? Like what what how, how long was that that time of like a, testing and stuff? Like testing yeah, it like out. A, I don't know, maybe a year, two years at the max. Like okay. How old um, were you at, the, at, at that time? Uh, let's see, twenties. Oh, okay. Twenty maybe. Okay. Yeah, I had, I was clubbing a lot. Like I was at the clubs. <laughs> um, so I was like. <clears throat> going to clubs all over Texas and okay. you know I was hanging out with friends and so going to church was like it was cool there was a different group of friends there but yeah. you know then when I go out at night it was like there's another group of friends and right. that was fun like mm. and you know so it was just like took a while to understand that I could actually still be myself mm. and I didn't have to give it all up but the environments I was in I didn't really want to be in any ways because it was like people are, you know, drunk and they're being crazy. And it was like, so, so one weekend, a lot of drama just happened. It was like, I would go to a party and these dudes were messing with me and they messed up my car. And then wow. I went to a club and, oh, you know, dudes, the same thing happened. Like someone jacked my car. And then the next oh, day I went to some a... girl's house and the same dudes were messing with me. And it was like, oh, my goodness, I don't need this. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, why would why don't I just go hang out with these people at church and mm. it was you know like the final straw it was like yeah. I could already see like yo this is not going in a good direction yeah. and it's not fun anymore yeah, so back, yeah. Um, yeah so you know and then it was cool because at the church I was going to they were they were you know they were into a lot of like cool stuff they were into like being social and you mm. know so it was like I could still DJ we were throwing events like no, we played nothing they introduced me to like Christian rap music so it was yeah. like they were playing all the CDs and they were watching football games and kicking back and so it was like that's what's up you know it was like oh cool so I could still right you know it's like I could still be myself over right. here yeah. um, but I don't I don't have to be you know messing with people I don't even hang out with anyways and get into trouble so yeah, yeah it was a good transition so that's awesome. Yeah, I wanted to actually ask you about that. Um, it was like three years. It was like 2015. And, uh, you know, I was living in St. Louis at the time. And uh, Lecrae was on his Anomaly tour. And they had like a meet and greet, him and Andy, at um, a record store. And I went excited. Oh, yeah. To yeah, you remember that? I don't know if you remember me. Yeah. but um, I came. I remember that day, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't, okay. I didn't know you were going to be there. Um, but you were there and you were ripping the ones and twos and I was like, my goodness, <laughs> like, I had no idea that you were like that talented, you know? Um, and so I just remember just watching you being mesmerized. And so I kind of wanted to ask you, like, how, how did you, how did you get into music? Like, where did your love for music begin? How did you know you always wanted to DJ? How did that begin? I don't know. What was that journey like for you? Uh, yeah, I, let's see. I mean, ever since I was a little kid, that was like, uh, you know, I, I was around music. My dad, uh, I think they went to the clubs, and so he would play a lot of, you know, music. And my dad, um, I'm Hispanic, but he hung around a lot of black dudes, and he was, like, yeah. playing all gap bands and, like, <laughs> so a lot of funk stuff. And then breakdancing was, like, 
blowing up. And mm. so, and where I lived, and I think where a lot of people were around that time, everything was coming out of California. So it was like, if you were into hip-hop, break that, it was like, yo, MTV raps. California was a big influence mm. on Texas. And mm. um, so it was like music. That was just the thing. And you'd see breakdancers on TV or watch a movie. Um, and you were like, man, you know, if you Def Comedy Jam, Kid Capri, it was like, right, oh, there's right. always a DJ. Right. So I'm hearing it on the radio. I'm hearing like people mixing songs, mm. but I just don't know how it's done. Yeah. So, you know, I was dancing, always around music, and then hearing music, and then I was, um, you know, into break dancing. So it just, it was something that always was a part of what I did, but mm. learning to DJ, that was hard because, you know, it's very confusing. It was like, no, you know, now you just buy a computer and you can buy <laughs> some equipment and it's easy, but yeah. there's YouTube tutorials. But then it was like, okay, there's two turntables, there's a mixer in between, there's cords connecting them, there's yeah. needles, like how does that work? Like right. what do you do? Like very confusing. So it wasn't until, um, you know, like around at the same time that I started going to church, it was the same time. I met some DJs wow. and I was learning from them. So at the same time I was at clubs and we were doing house parties and I was like learning all this stuff, buying equipment. It was like, I'm going to church and I'm learning about this other culture and like, oh, there's DJs that are Christian and there's yeah. rappers that are Christian and okay. <laughs> like, so it's kind of merging the two, but I had already been you know, in my head, mixing songs already, like, mm. it was already something I grew up with, so, yeah. you know, learning that wasn't that hard, it was just understanding the equipment and how does it work, but, mm. you know, after that, it's just like, yeah, I already knew what I wanted to do or what it should sound like, because I'd been listening to so many DJs forever, so. Wow. That's awesome. So it just it just came yeah. down to the, the technicalities of it all, but in your mind, you kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think, too, like, um, then you build your own style, like, you know, mm. the music you grew up with, the things that you like, that kind of builds your, you know, catalog of music you want to play, and what you pick. Um, but it does take a certain type of person, like, you'll have one DJ at a party, and he's okay, and then you have another dude come up, and you're like, whoa, like, <laughs> this guy is killing it. Like, yeah. so there are levels to it, you know, and I think it just, is kind of based on, you know, why you play music, what you play music for. Some people are, like, real serious, so when they play music, it's going to be, like, really serious music. And for mm -hmm. me, I'm like, I just want it to be fun. So I'm like, yeah. are people having fun? Right. But, you know, it's kind of, I also like weird left-of-center stuff, so then I throw in something that it's like, whoa, where did that go? <laughs> like, right, yeah. So that kind of changes the mood, so, yeah. Man, that's that's what's up, man. Um, I, I I just gotta ask you, man. So so how long how long it's kind of it's kind of a two part here. How, how long did you like? How long was it from from you doing clubs and doing shows and house parties down in Texas to to you getting to uh, like getting with Reach Records and then and then once you did get get with, get with them. Well, go ahead, go ahead, answer that first part first. No, no, yeah. So. It was kind of, that's a long process because I was DJing and then I ended up, somebody saw me, I did graffiti art, so I painted this huge right. wall and somebody saw it and they were like, whoever that is, we wanted to come to our like youth thing. So this guy 
had this event where they would bus all these kids in from the schools around the city, and they had this warehouse, and the kids would show up to the warehouse. They just got the warehouse, and it was like 300 junior high, high school students all from the streets in this building, and they would, so he was like, can you come and just talk and like maybe do some graffiti? And I was like, yeah, we DJ, we, so I was already in church for a minute, like uh, I was like, you know, we were making t-shirts, we were um, DJing for break dancers, we were throwing little events, we were doing murals, like we just had our own little group and uh, from this church I was at, and then at this event, I was able to go there and I was like, whoa. And I got up on stage and started talking. I had no clue what, they were like, can you share your testimony? I was like, I don't know what that is. Like, <laughs> and so there I was like, okay, cool. You want me to tell my story? I told my story. Okay. Well, like, over half the room stood up at the end because he was like, yo, we want to pray for you. And it was like, wow, like just me sharing my childhood and my past, like these kids were like, yo, that's me, and I want, and there's a guy up there that's like us, so that really changed stuff, and I started volunteering there, and that was about, I stayed there for almost eight years oh, um, wow. working, and so people would take me on the road, like, my man, uh, Know the Verbs, he was rapping, and uh-huh. he took me on tour, I had a friend named Man of War, he took me on tour, okay. um, but I just had a lot to learn, like, I was able to DJ there, throw events, but... Um, anytime I wanted to leave, I just didn't feel right about it. And I feel like God was just keeping me there to learn because I was mm. more focused on my craft. Like, okay. oh, I got to be really dope so people pay attention to me. And yeah. so that's all I was focused on. And I didn't really care about people. Like, I was mm. like, why do you want to hang out with somebody wow. for three hours of the day when I can go home and work on my DJ skills? Yeah. And... <laughs> me to see like there's people in the crowd so and they're important so you know if i wouldn't have gone through that process i would be on stage not concerned about the crowd i would just be like Mm. i'm dope you should pay attention to me look at this cool thing i did you're here for me so instead i have an appreciation where i'm like when i look at the crowd now i can i see everyone in the crowd and i think about them while i'm on stage like they came to have fun so what can I do for mm. them? And I'm actually here for them. They're not here for me. Right. Um, wow. And my job is That's to cute. entertain them and give them a good time. So, um, yeah, I was there forever. And then I quit um, one day. I just felt like I was supposed to quit my job and that God would open some doors. And, um, you know, I was like, well, I'm not going to have a check. So <laughs> I need to send out some emails. And uh, <laughs> I woke up the next day and I had like, two, three emails in my box, and then I got two phone calls that day, and it was like all these big events, and like DJ for uh, this thing Billy Graham did, some video, it was like all of a sudden, it just started happening, and uh, I went on tour with uh, Chris Tomlin, I didn't even know who that was, they (laughs) sent me an email one day where they were like, yo, so it just like, after, I don't even know, so that would have been like 10 years of work where it was like, I was at this place, I started doing events, I started like doing youth events, then mm-hmm. it went to concerts, and I was like on tour with Chris Tomlin doing arenas, and then then that's when the Craven needed help, and then um, 
then I started helping them, and so yeah, it was like a long process, that's and that's cool, yeah. it's not even like a like raising doing some really big things, but it's kind of like I'm not even having to do a lot. Like when I go do my own event, I'm actually putting in more work because. Mm-hmm you're in charge of the whole right. one hour or three hours or whatever. Right. And then with the Cray, I'm just assisting. Like, it's his thing, and I am right. helping build the show or build the environment um, right. along with the rest of the group. So, yeah, it's just interesting, like, that whole process. But I think people look at it like, yo, you're with the Cray. That's like, you reached the pinnacle. But, right. you know, it's like, <laughs> really, it's like, I'm just helping out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm helping him with his thing, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, but yeah, it took a long time to get to where I'm at now, and um, yeah, it's, I've learned a lot, uh, especially even helping with Lecrae, I've learned a lot of things that I wouldn't have learned on my, doing my own shows, like, mm. or my own events, like, mm. I'm in situations I would never be in because, okay. you know, he's just out doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. That you know, that's so like encouraging to hear how like you were faithful when nobody was watching and how you were just being built up um in the dark for like eight years, right. eight, ten years. Yeah. Um, just pouring yourself out to that community and being faithful with what was in front of you, not really like seeking for like a bigger stage, but just maximizing the stage that God had given you. Um and yeah. kinda seeing God honor that and elevate you to Yeah, that was you know, pretty much yeah, it was like I mean, that was the thing that was inside of me, like, yo, I know I'm good, like, let me go do this, and then it just <laughs> felt like I was leaving, like, it was like, well, you're just gonna leave, like, mm. and I was like, dang, I can't leave, like, <laughs> and it was cool, I got married, like, I met my wife, like, we've been married almost 16 years, like, it's like, a lot happened through that time that if I had just left, it could have got bad, mm. like, and I don't think people are prepared sometimes, like, people are like, why can't? Why isn't it blowing up? Why hasn't it happened? I'm like, a lot of times it's like, you haven't gone through the things or learned the things you need to learn because once you go out and do bigger things, yeah. like, you might not be ready for those situations. And I think I would have been, like, caught up in myself. Mm. I could have gotten into a lot of trouble on the road, like, yeah. just being dumb, like, because right. you're so focused on <laughs> things that aren't important. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was definitely prepared. By that time to go on the road, I was like, no, I get it, and I'm not just trying to be out here showing off, you know. <laughs> For sure. So man, like, so so now, so now you're, you you've you've been working like kind of honestly in the shadows, but at, at a smaller platform um, with some kids in the city where you where you were from. And and now you're you kind of you're getting involved with um, Chris Talman and and Reach Records and and the Cray and all of that. Um, but but how is it? Can you can you can you talk on, on how? Um, because for 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 me me and Pastor Abu here man like uh, for us going to, to Reach Record shows um, when we were in high school and even and even in college too. Um, DJ official was 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 huge for them. Um, and and, and yeah. so we just want to ask you like so as now like the. Like the main DJ for 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 Cray, uh, what was it like um, joining them in the in the wake of losing um, a, a guy that was so pivotal in building their culture um, as a label and yeah. what they were about? Like, what was that like for you, man? Yeah. So DJ Official and um, there were a lot of other DJs that were like they had been doing this <clears throat> before I had even come around. Like I was, um, you know, I, you know, I was learning from them. Right. So it was like I was 
DJing, but they were DJ. They're the guys like it was DJ Mash, DJ Official, DJ Form. There were all these guys that were DJing for rappers, and mm. that's not something I really wanted to ever do. Okay. I okay. I was like, man, I'm throwing parties, I'm right. doing these events. Like, <clears throat> if I'm behind a rapper, I'm stuck to like two jobs. I can play the track <laughs> and I can scratch. Yeah, and that's it. Well, some some guys are really good at that because they're beat producers they're very into hip-hop music i'm more into hip-hop as far as it pertains to dance music okay. and so it was like that's a different vibe so yeah, yeah. when um official was starting to get sick you know he was traveling <clears throat> and not being able to function he would have to do the show and then get right back on a bus or go to the hotel and yeah. sleep the rest of the day yeah. just to have energy and, you know, they finally just had to be like, hey, bro, like, you just need to stay home. And he didn't want to do that. He wanted to be on the road. It's what he loved. Mm. Um, you know, so he was just going to keep going, <clears throat> even though it was like, you know, even though he wasn't fully able to do it. And yeah. so he just got to where his health wouldn't let him, you know, um, be on the road anymore. And then uh, they needed help. So I started filling in. Like, um, at different shows and uh, mm -hmm. it was cool you know I'm just helping that's what I was like I'm helping I'm filling in like I'm not here to do anything else and then they were like yo he can't come on this next tour can you come with us mm. um, so that was hard because I was like dang I know he really so we weren't really close friends like he stuck to himself and it wasn't like I could just text and be like, yo, hey, what's up? It was like, <laughs> they're asking me to take somebody else's job. Right. So right. <clears throat> that was a lot harder. And then I just talked to some friends. I even tried to pass the gig to somebody else. I was like, yo, like, I don't even want to oh, wow. do this. Like, <laughs> I don't, like, I'm not trying to take homeboy's job. Right. And I just, did, I didn't know. I was like, man. And everyone else was like, yeah. yo, so it's a good opportunity. I was like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, so. <laughs> Um, I eventually was like I said yes and I went on tour and I thought it was just for one tour and then it, his health just got worse and then um, then it, then after a mo after uh, there was a point where we knew like he's not coming back like he's mm, just even right. if he gets better he's just gonna do something else because traveling and touring is so hard right. like it's like we just went to an event I flew a red eye from LA you know, so I get on the plane, I don't sleep, but an hour, I have two flights, we get somewhere, we go out to eat, we go to the event, we, um, you know, we set up, I'm sitting around all day, you know, it's 11, I'm tired, yeah. you know, we finish the event, then you go to a hotel room, you sleep like four hours, you wake up, catch a flight, fly all day, come home, like, man, you're dead yeah. <laughs> by that yeah. next day, you're like, only split five. So if your health is affecting you, right. it's it's like it's impossible. So right. it's like he was, um, you know, yeah. So I was. It took a long time to get from I'm helping to okay. This is what I'm doing, and this is my job now. Right. And also being a part of a group that, like you know, in high school, like there's groups you wouldn't hang out with like on your own. You're like, right. I know these guys, but I would never hang out with them. And yeah. that's how different in some ways I am to the whole reach records group. It was like, mm. you know, it's rappers. They think about different things.
things. Like, <laughs> you know, they're into social justice. They're, you know, and it's like, I'm a whole different person, man. I watch, like, the Super Bowl is happening. I'm watching Star Trek. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, I'm not watching that. You know, it's like, yeah. you listen to this kind of rap music and I'm listening to dance music or, like, some off the wall. Like, there's a place where it overlaps, but it's like, I had to get okay with myself. And Lecrae has really helped with that to mm-hmm. say, like, yo, you need to be yourself. Like, mm-hmm. if you're like us, then that doesn't benefit us. Right. You know, and that's what's really benefited me with being with these guys is that I'm in situations and in places and where I'm in discussions that normally I wouldn't be in because yeah. I would just be around people like me that, you know, are kind of into music that are a little nerdy, artsy, and, you know, it's just a whole different environment. And I think official, he fit really well into that group. And for them, it was a big loss because mm. it was like their brother. Like, that was their, you know, they had deep discussions about rap music and uh, theology, you know, like, things they were working through, and Official was there during all of that, Mm. and he was there, you know, he was helping so much of that, so it wasn't like they just lost, like, dang, a DJ, you know, it's like, they lost, like, a very close friend, Um, so I'll never be able to replace him, you know, I have a different relationship with the guys, um, and... Yeah, that was like, yeah, you can tell it's just like a big loss. But his family, we see his family all the time. They come to shows. They're nice. amazing. Yeah. I even had uh, his brother wrote me on Facebook and just told me how much official respected me and looked up to me wow. and that he would be, he was always so excited and thankful that I was helping. Mm. And, you know, so it was like his mom came and wanted a picture with me the other day. And that's hard. It's like, yeah. yo, mm. your son was here doing this and you're here. So, for me, it's a weird place to be, but for everyone else, it's like, it's like, it's comforting, you know, it's not yeah. like yeah. a weird, you know, they're like comforted by the fact that I'm there and that, you know, they're, you know, it's just, it's good and it helps me too. It helps me a lot. So That's awesome. That's encouraging to hear, man. That that's It can be tough with transitions, but just to see how things yeah. have kind of gone smoothly is encouraging to hear yeah no yep. we uh we we we, we have one more question before we uh let you nope. go um we we just were wondering you know where uh about you know our podcast is about shaping the culture and really about redeeming culture and not being afraid of culture uh, we, we we know that you can't change what you're afraid of or you can't help what you're afraid of and um you're you're right in the middle of it you're in hip-hop culture you're in pop culture uh, but you're also a believer and so we we just wanted to ask how how do you navigate these spaces how is it that you're um you know fully committed to the lord but also fully committed to your craft um and and how do you walk that line of honoring god um but at the same time um not making sure you're compromising in culture um but also contributing to culture if that if that makes sense yeah yeah no i um, i thrive personally off of diversity so Hmm. like you know I grew even in my hometown it was like you know it's small and I was like going to bigger cities all the time growing up like okay this is what I need so I eventually moved to Austin Texas and Dallas and then um then I I moved to Nashville and when I moved to Nashville um Hmm. it was like culture shock for me because I thought you know from 
Texas all the way on was the South. And, <laughs> you know, Nashville is, like, not super diverse. It's diverse in pockets, but <laughs> when you're in the city, it's like, yeah. yo, it's not diverse. Like, yeah, if yeah. I see another Hispanic uh, Latino person, he's working a kitchen or he's, like, working <laughs> construction. And they look at you like, whoa, what are you doing here? Why, like, they're they're shock in their eyes. Like, right. you're Hispanic and you're walking around the city. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, interesting. they're only in a pocket. Yeah, they're in a pocket of Nashville and they don't go anywhere else because <laughs> it's not really, the city's not really for them. And yeah. I just, that was hard for me being in Nashville. Um, and then I was part of, like, a lot of the Christian music stuff, uh, learning a lot about touring and record labels. And um, I, I got depressed there because it was like a lack of culture mm. and I kept feeling like for me I adapt so I was like I, I'm i becoming more and more like less of me and I didn't understand and everything I was doing it's a, it's a lot but it was like I just felt like I wasn't succeeding I, I just kept failing at different things I was trying and so yeah. I you know I had come out to California a lot and I had, I had friends out here and uh, eventually I was like you know I just need to move to Los Angeles. It's like, I, mm. I got to get out to a bigger city. And, um, you know, so I moved to, um, and normally when I moved to different cities, I moved outside of the downtown areas. And this mm. time I was like, no, I need to move into the heart of LA. Like <laughs> I need to be around the culture. Yeah. And, um, so I moved uh, to Koreatown out here in Los Angeles okay. uh, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, I, it's like, it's crazy because you're like in the middle of just like culture, like mm. every kind of person you can think of mm-hmm. is living right here in mm-hmm. this little area. So if I walk outside, I'm going to see every kind of person. I'm going to see, you know, there's in my, just in my building, it's like, there's so many kinds of people. You got mm. an older woman who rides a bike. She's from overseas and she rides her bike everywhere. You got... <laughs> businessmen you got like every kind of person ever listening to every kind of music yeah. um you know you're just surrounded by it uh, there's homeless people right outside there's right. you know people driving um expensive sports cars like you have every mm. gamut and for me that really helps creatively because mm. it it's like whoa there's a guy walking down the street in a thong with a parrot on his shoulder. It's oh like, gosh. that is insane. And then <laughs> oh you got God. all the way to the other side where you're like, oh, there's a church. Like, mm. there's a Baptist Korean church right here. <laughs> like, so it helps my brain because I'm like, I'm never going to be that guy talking to myself walking down the street. Like, hopefully, I'm not going to be there. But that's, that's like, I can creatively, my brain is saying, that is happening. Someone's living like this. Somebody's mm-hmm. living in their RV right now, yeah, like yeah, yeah. homeless, and mm-hmm. all the way to, man, this person is like glamorous walking down Hollywood. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, that helps me to be like, I can be myself right. and I don't have to fit into a certain type of thought process that would say what I'm doing is not cool mm-hmm. or what I like is not okay. I can just be myself. Um, and so culture for me is like, I feel like it's a must. I think a lot of times what happens is people go to church and then they're like, Hey, I have to quit everything I was doing because Mm. it's, it was all pulling me a certain way. I don't want to go, which is fine. It's like, you need, even 
every so often you need a break from, you know, social media, stuff like that. You need to cut yourself off yeah. and get, you know, focused on, you know, the things that God's sharing with you personally. But what happens is I think that then we stay there because it's like, oh, it's safe here mm. and I'm scared to get drawn back into stuff. But it's yeah. like, I don't know if people really deal with their personal issues mm. and then they're just staying in a place where they're like, okay, nothing can touch me. It's like, I can go and I'm, and, and your brain just gets to a place to where it says like, it doesn't matter what, like if you hear a song, it doesn't matter what the song is saying. You just automatically think, oh, it's on the radio. I can't listen to that. Mm, like, yeah. and so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like there's that song, uh, uh, took a pill and Ibiza. It was like, if <laughs> that song would play on the radio and the first time I took a pill and Ibiza, like, yeah. yo, that song, people are literally like, that's a horrible song. He says the one cuss word in there. Yeah. But if you listen to the words, you're like, yo, this dude is saying he took drugs because he was trying to impress people. And mm. he lived, a, he, he was out here in LA living the life. He was driving sports cars, but he's saying, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be sad, depressed on stage yeah. and living this crappy life. Yeah. Like, and you know, so I think what you do is you say, you automatically are like, that's bad because mm. of these couple things. And I can't, even attached to it and when you do that then you are you're not even able to affect i guess you would say culture but you can't even mm. be a part of real life and right. i don't think that right. i don't think that honestly yeah. you can say i'm a christian and i serve god when you're not doing anything yeah. like you're literally sitting there and just taking in <laughs> but not able to use it so it's like yeah it's cool you like listen to worship music you pray you spend time with the lord but yeah. it's like you also have to be out and about with people That's good. and interacting so you have yeah. opportunities to help and i think what people think is i'm supposed to convert people to my beliefs but really it's about people that are out there going through stuff and they don't have another resource for help they're like yeah. you know they're you know whatever they're going through it's like i feel like there's not people willing to step out and say yo i'm here and i want to interact with you because i want to be a help to you i want to carry your groceries for mm. you i want to help you when you have a flat tire like yeah you know like i want to assist in the, and then out through the relationship that's when you start talking about stuff you'll learn stuff about mm. those people, they'll learn stuff about you, like, then you can really influence culture, but I think, like, it's scary when you haven't really dealt with whatever you are going through, and for mm. me, it didn't really start changing until it was, like, I started trusting, like, it was cool, I became a Christian, I believe in God, but there's something deeper, and I can't fix it, and I just had to be like, yo, what is, I don't know what to do, and that's why in the Bible it talks about, like, the Holy Spirit, because it's mm. like, with, without somebody helping you, yeah. you can't figure it out, that's so true, it's like, man. there's things that I want to do myself personally, but there's something inside of me that says, no, you need to stay working with these kids, because I'm doing something with you, or mm. no, you shouldn't go out tonight, like, <laughs> don't go do, like, there's something inside of you, and yeah. you have to listen to that voice, and you know, that's just the Holy Spirit leading you and you won't do the things that you're scared of you're going to do or 
you won't end up in situations because you're not really doing it for yourself. You're not, you know, I think if you go that route, then you can be out and about and you can go to places. I mean, yeah. you know, I can listen to music all day. I can listen to a Spotify playlist and the whole thing is full of cuss words and talking about nasty, whatever degrading stuff. But when I'm done, I'm not thinking, yeah, I want to be like that. It's like, <laughs> right. it has no effect on me personally because I'm not seeking to mm. be in that lane. I'm listening to it because I want to be a part of culture. Yeah. So I think that's how, for me, it's like, I need to know what people are listening to. I need to know where the world is going because I want to be able to affect okay. it that's and right. I want to be legitimate when I go to these places. So if I'm, mm-hmm. if, you know, we went to a military base the other day and I had to DJ, you know, I DJ before the crate comes out and these dudes were, man, they were Marines. They were like, Right. middle fingers in the air they were like we don't care why you're here like we came to have a good time and if you don't entertain us right. then it's about to be rowdy in here so it's like i have oh, to man. know what they like right. or else we're about to lose like and we're gonna look like idiots so we wouldn't even be able to say anything you know uplifting to them because they're like we don't care who you are on stage like you yeah. have to relate to us first mm. and that's what I think it's about. It's just about relating, but it's like, yeah, it's not for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's for them. Exactly. And you need to like, yeah, it's like the only way I can do that is because I don't try to map it out myself. I'm like, yo, God, you have to, you have to tell me what I'm supposed to be doing and not doing because I'll screw it up. But mm. if you give me the plan, then I'm straight. And, yeah. you know, I feel like, for me personally, I got to be out with people in culture, and that's, you know, it's hard to do sometimes because of comfort zones, but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I feel like you have to do that, you know? That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I have literally, like, a million questions. I feel like we could talk all day long, um, but we know you got <laughs> you got to get going, um, but we really thank yeah, you. Yeah, so I'm for... leaving to Europe tomorrow, man. <laughs> really? Oh, for the yeah, tour, right? Yeah, so... I'm leaving to Europe, so I'm packing today, get my stuff together, so. Man. Are you ready for it? Are you excited? Oh, uh, yeah, we're excited. But it's, like I said, the trip is going to be, it's like literally every day is a show and we jump on a plane to the next show. So it's going to be Jeez, a lot of work. So, yeah, man. I'm like, yo, let me pack my stuff up. I just got home like <laughs> a day or ago. So I'm like, <laughs> Shoot, we just man. got back. So, yeah. Man, we're, we're actually a little upset that you guys didn't come to Minnesota. But it's okay. We'll forgive because, you know, Christ forgave us. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we actually got... We, we actually got to see you guys in L.A. We we knew you guys weren't coming here, so we went out to L.A. and saw you guys there. And oh, word? Amazing. What? Yeah. Hey, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, thanks for coming out. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for doing what you do. Um, man, we're we're so glad to see you doing what you love and um, serving sure. God and you know building the kingdom um, and all at the same time um, being excellent in your craft. And uh, I'm excited to see uh, what you're gonna do from here on out. Uh, let us know when you come to Minnesota. We'd love to come to a show or something like that. So, word, thank you. Yeah, man, keep me posted. Yeah, for sure. Well, have fun packing. Good luck on this trip. <laughs> Um, yeah. Enjoy it all. Take it all in. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, man. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks. All right, y'all too. All right, peace. Peace, man. Thank you.
Bye. Well, there you have it. DJ Promote with us on Shaping the Culture. Yeah. Uh, man, he said a lot of great stuff on there. Uh, I just wish we had the time to unpack it because it's yeah. like, man, he just said it. Yeah. We got to sit here and really unpack that. Yeah. But uh, I hope you really um, were inspired and learned a thing or two um, from him. Um, I don't know, Mickey, how you feel? I feel, I feel, I feel good, man. Um, man, there's just so many things. He, he, he actually got me, got me thinking more of, of people, especially... Um, believers who are looking to get into um, um, music, uh, who are producing, DJing in their basements right now. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and just have that passion for it. Because um, because the two of us, at least, we, we, we know a whole bunch of people uh, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even just, just even other kinds of, of artists, um, designers and stuff like that, of just like, man, um, him talking about being, I don't know, I don't say in the shadows, but like, you know, just kind of on a platform that wasn't really out there like that right. um, and being faithful to it and really seeing the purpose that God had for him in that season right. um, and not and not being like not being like in a rush to right. like get to that next step you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah, yeah. so like he, he, he just really embraced that and just like really lived that out you know what I'm saying yeah. and wasn't like Oh, I'm just trying to get my break. I'm just trying to. I'm just waiting for my, you know, right. the next stage. You know, nah, nah, nah whatever. Yeah. Um, but he really like lived that out and was faithful to it um, and yeah. loved the people that, that he was able to engage with. Right. In yeah. that time. And that's one thing that stood out to me the most was he was about people. Right. Like even that's where his, he learned that too. Yeah. Because before he, was, you know, he was saying, "I'm good. Like, I, I, why would I hang out with people if I right. can just DJ right. and practice for three hours?" Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's like telling to see how like sometimes God isn't giving us what we want because we haven't gotten what we need first. Yeah, we're not so, ready for it. Yeah. And so that's like shocking uh, to see. But yeah, it, it's like amazing to see how, um, man, he, his even his attitude about culture and his approach to culture. Yeah. Um, he's not afraid to talk to people that are different than him. Right. He like intentionally moved to downtown LA right. just so he could be surrounded with those who think differently. Man, th that's opposite of a lot of Christians. We want to get in our little bubble and we want to be around people that think like us, like the same things that we like, do Absolutely. the same things we do. But for him to embrace, um, I don't know, diversity, um, for the sake of the gospel and for him to really sit and take a posture of listening and take a posture of friendship and patience so that he can be able to encourage um, and give them what they have, what they need and what he has. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there. Hope you picked up on some things. Such a good good guy. He's like a, such a, a solid dude. I remember, too, when I saw him out in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. uh, he was just so warm and friendly um, encouraging, excited to be there. Um, he was very present. So good guy, good guy. I'm excited that he was on here. That's DJ Promote for you. If you didn't know who that was, These records. That's another episode of Shaping the Culture for you. Make uh, any last words before we sign off? No, sir. All right. Well, y'all have a blessed rest of whatever you're doing. Whether you're listening in the car, at home, in the library, wherever you are, be blessed. I uh, can't wait till next time. Until then, peace.